morning. I'm Kim Blair. And I'm John Phillips, and this is Virginia Technology Today. Virginia Technology Today is a public affairs feature of WFIR, and today we are honored to have Russell Hertzberg on the program. Russell is the president and co-founder of Ticket Spicket, a nationwide leader in ticketing for athletic events and student activities based out of Roanoke. Russell, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me and uh, glad to be here. Russell, uh, we, we have made a reacquaintance, and I'm thrilled that you're part of the show. And must give a little shout out to a fellow Maroon, so go Noak. So thanks again <laughs> for being with John and I today. We're excited to have you. Um, well, thank you. So one of the things that have been affected by COVID over the last year are certainly athletic events. COVID must have been very hard on your business in 2020. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure, absolutely. So, you know, Ticket Spicket provides a pro-level event ticketing platform. Uh, we're mainly in the high school space right now. That's the that's the market that we've decided to, um, you know, dive into, mainly because we felt like it was an underserved market, um, you know, you know, when we started the company a few years ago, back in 2016. And what we do is, again, we have a digital ticketing platform that helps drive ticket sales, engage fans, you know, and increase revenue for um, schools across the country. And the way our platform works right now is, you know, if you're if you're a high school and you want to sell tickets, basically you just provide us with your schedule. You know, we load those events into the platform. A person, a fan, would uh, you know go either onto the website or use the mobile app to purchase the ticket, and then they would show up at the gate with the ticket on their phone. Uh, we have two mechanisms of redeeming the ticket, so it's either you know with your traditional sort of scan a QR code. But the other thing that's interesting about us is we have a self check in process, which is completely digital. There's no equipment required. There's a button that appears on the ticket when the gates open. The patron, the fan would be able to hold that button down for about two seconds and it redeems the ticket. When COVID first um, hit and, and people were sort of trying to figure out what was going on, we were just like anybody else. Um, you know, our business is really in the high school space. And so once schools closed down in March, um, you know, obviously there were no events and, you know, our business is driven by transactions that occur at, at events themselves. And so, you know, once that, once those events were shut down, obviously our revenue stream was limited at that point. But one of the things that was really hard for us is that it's, it's our business development time. And in the spring, most of the state organizations, uh, they have conferences that we attend and exhibit at. Um, and that's really where a lot of our business comes from. It's building relationships with athletic directors. And those weren't happening. They all got shut down. Um, and so that was a little troublesome for us because, you know, we were trying to figure out how we were going to be able to get business for the next year. Of course, not really knowing what was going to happen. I think, uh, you know, we, we figured at some point, you know, things would get back to normal. But obviously, um, you know, the more we have gone on, the, the you know, we've, we've been able to kind of figure things out with COVID and, and realize that it's, it's maybe a little bit longer than I think people thought at the beginning. So one thing I didn't mention is that, you know, our growth over the past year it's been 5X even to this point, but only about 30, 35% of those customers are actually having events. But one of the interesting things that has happened during this, this time is that people have realized that a digital ticketing platform is necessary in order to handle the capacity restrictions and the social distancing and all of these restrictions and regulations that are in place. And so, you know, traditionally, if people were going to an event, they would take their $5 and get a paper ticket at the door. And those things can't happen right now. So, you know, a digital platform has, has made this process much easier for them. Russell, you um, were one of the first companies that went through the Ramp Accelerator program in Roanoke. We're very proud of that program, and we've had Mary Miller on the show. But 
What can you tell us about what you learned in Ramp that maybe have helped you out during this last year? Sure. So Ramp was really an invaluable process for us. Uh, not only were the classes taught by Mike Abbott and Lisa Garcia, you know, excellent. Learned a lot about how to do business. Really, I guess that's really essentially what we learned. But beyond that, it was the connections that we were able to make within the region. I've been here in the Roanoke Valley for 25 plus years, and uh, I've been in technology for the for that amount of time. But most of my work has been outside of the valley, and so I really wasn't very well connected within the the Roanoke um, and Blacksburg area. And you know, being able to participate in Ramp was able to open my eyes really um, and open some doors for us and make those connections here in the valley. That, beyond anything, has probably been one of the biggest helps. Uh, Mary has been a tremendous resource for us. Our mentor, Mark Lucas, uh, who continues to mentor us and and is a trusted advisor, has really helped us through, um, you know, our our growth here over this past year. And uh, you know, it's been a tremendous experience for us. So we are speaking with Russell Hertzberg, president and co-founder of Ticket Spicket out of Roanoke. Can you take us back to the beginning of what made you start Ticket Spicket? Yeah. So, you know, like you, I am uh, passionate about youth sports. I participated in high school. You know, I was an athlete in high school and I really found that it was learning about myself, learning how to how to win and, and lose with grace. And really, it taught me a lot of life lessons. And so I've always been a huge proponent of sports. And of course, coming from a technology background, you know, that's also a, a passion and a hobby of mine as well, um, beyond a career. And my wife and my daughter were sitting around the kitchen table one day thinking about ways to fundraise for my daughter's middle school volleyball team. And my wife, Julie, suggested that she sell uh, season tickets. And so I started thinking about that. And I knew how most of the season tickets worked around here, which is you'd get a plastic card and you'd be able to you know, show that card at the door and you know, be able to get into the events. And I, I started thinking on it a little bit and said, why don't we turn that into a mobile app? And we thought it would be a good advertising opportunity for local businesses to get involved because instead of having a plastic pass, you could have a dynamic, you know, ever-changing advertisement that could go on the season passes. And, you know, local businesses are, are typically, or at least in my mind, were always looking to help support the local schools. And so that was really how it started. Um, we evolved, you know, tremendously from there, but that was sort of the spark. And I, I had the idea, I ran it by a friend of mine, a, another fellow Roanoke College graduate. He's an athletic director in, at Massaponics High School, uh, Stan Clements. And whether he really liked it or not, he was very helpful in, in try to, trying to help me understand a little bit more about the market. I will say we sat on it for a little while. It took a little while for me to get going. And I think that's one of the, one of the bigger regrets that I, that I have is, uh, you know, not pushing forward a little bit uh, sooner. So we're very hopeful um, vaccinations are moving forward and hopefully we're going to start seeing some COVID restrictions begin to lift um, and more and more events starting to take place. You know, here locally, we're starting to see some competitions starting to happen in our local high schools, which has been great to see that in the paper again. Um, and they're going to start coming more and more online. What do you forecast your growth to be? I'm hopeful, you know, as you mentioned, Kim, that, you know, as states start to open back up, you know, those other 60, 65 percent of schools that are customers of ours that are not active right now will begin to starting having events, which will, you know, of course, run ticketing through our platform, which would be a, you know, a great, you know, a great boon to our business. And I'm expecting very similar results next year Wonderful. as were this year. So I, you know, looking forward to 
looking forward to the virus going away for sure. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, looking forward, like you said, to, to getting back out there and, and having these kids compete. That's a tremendous success story. And there's a lot of folks that may be listening in and thinking about starting their own business in our region. And I'm curious what thoughts you might have and advice you might give to people thinking about starting a technology-based business in our region. What are some of the opportunities they should make sure that they take part in? I think that networking is has been, you know, something that I've lacked. I mentioned, you know, the ramp courses and the connections that I've been able to make through that. You know, I wish I had done those kinds of things a little earlier. Uh, so, you know, just even getting out there and, and meeting, you know, uh, entrepreneurs in the in the area has been great to kind of lean on them and to understand that, you know, those those folks have gone through struggles. And when you're going through those struggles, it's, you know, it's, it's nice to hear similar stories and how they were able to get out of that. So I would just say networking is is one of the key things. And then the other thing, and I also mentioned that I wish I had started earlier. And, you know, if I had to do it over again, I would have pushed myself a little harder to just fail fast and, you know, to make sure that, you know, we get out there with something to learn more about what we're, you know, what you're, what you're after and learn more about the market. I think that looking back where we are today is, is so much different than where we were when we started. And that's really just been a learning process that if I had started that earlier, we would have learned earlier. Thank you, Russell. It's been a pleasure to have you. And I hope that, um, unfortunately, our time has ended, but I hope that we will have an opportunity to have you come back a year from now to talk about all the wonderful growth that you've experienced post-COVID. So thank you for joining us and telling us about your technology success in Southwest Virginia. It means a lot to the uh, entrepreneurial ecosystem that you're building here. I would like to thank our executive producer, Joey Self, for making the show possible and Thought Out Media for producing the program. Until next week, I'm Kim Blair. And I'm John Phillips, and this is Virginia Technology Today.